Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spirit Lad Leader Podcast. I am your host, Naisha Sanders, and today I am coming to talk to you about my experience in B-School. So yes, my undergraduate business college experience is where we're going today in the conversation and really is a story about just faith and the rejection is a denied door, denied access to a door that we know should be opening for us. And so today I'm going to share my experience in the win for you at the end of this is to unlock those closed doors that you know are supposed to be opening for you. So tune in to today's episode as I share this experience and let's grow. You are listening to the Spirit Led Leader Podcast, where you will go from being prideful to fruitful, gaining biblical principles that will grow your influence, confidence, and relationship with God. I am your host, Naisha Sanders, the author of The Fruit of a Spirit Led Leader. I am also a wife, mom, and believer in business. Now, turn on that do not disturb, grab your notebook and pen, because it's grow time. Okay, so as I mentioned in the introduction, today I am sharing my story around my business school experience in undergrad. As some of you know, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. But over the past couple weeks, I've been sharing my God stories. And over the next few weeks, I will continue to share some critical moments in my life that gave me a revelation about who God is and how my faith fuels the things that I'm doing. And so today's story is about my undergraduate business college experience. So to just give you a lay of the land, when I was graduating from high school, I graduated magnum cum laude and I was, you know, very close to summa cum laude. So I was, you know, graduating at the top of my class and I had opportunities to go pretty much anywhere that I wanted to go. Well, I was stuck on going out of state. And so I decided to go down to Florida to start my undergraduate experience only to find out that they did not have as much scholarship funding as I had hoped for. That drove me back to Michigan, which is where I'm originally from to go to a university in-state so that I can get in-state tuition. All of that happened in a semester. So I felt like I was behind a semester when I came back to Michigan. So that took me into overdrive because I, at that point, my desire was to just graduate on time, which fundamentally meant I needed to graduate early because now I was a semester behind. Me being the driven, I can do this type of person, ambitious, I should say, type of person, I took 15 credits my very first semester. I believe I took 18 credits the next semester. And then over that summer semester, I took 15 credits in a five-week period. So to say that I was burned out was an understatement going into my sophomore year. Well, now I'm going into my sophomore year and I'm tired. And so I I just tell myself, you know what? I am just going to ensure that I maintain a 3.0 GPA so that I can get a job when it's time for me to look for internships. And so that was my goal, to just maintain a 3.0 
GPA. Well, I was successful in that and I had a job, you know, on campus and, you know, I had some other extracurricular activities that I was involved in doing student government on campus. So I was a pretty active student, but again, I just I just didn't have a desire to go above and beyond in my coursework because I was just so exhausted. Well, it's now time to uh, declare a major because I'm coming up to my junior year. So I declare finance as my major. Well, on campus, we there's a rule where you have to actually be accepted into the business college. So you have to apply and be accepted. So I apply and I was denied. <laughs> and so I was, you know, like a little bit shy because I thought all I needed was a 3.0. So as I'm talking to advisors, they they share with me that it's based on your GPA is based on the incoming class average for that particular class or a semester. The average was a 3.1. And so I just missed it. And, you know, try again next semester. So I took some classes and decided that I was going to try again next semester. I do it again next semester and I am denied again. Well, a little bit of a backdrop to this story is that previously I had went to an advisor to share with them my goals. You know, I wanted to graduate early. I wanted to, you know, study abroad and complete an internship. And that advisor literally looked me in the face and laughed and said, hey, I think you need to just focus on getting your work done and graduating at some point. But how are you going to try to do this study abroad if you don't even know the professor? And how are you going to get this internship if you haven't done you know, X, Y and Z? And he literally just crushed all of my dreams around this idea that it was possible for me to get an internship to study abroad and to graduate early. Me being me, I, while frustrated, didn't want to stop there. And so I ended up going to another advisor and just sharing with them, again, this is what I want to do. Is it possible and that advisor <laughs> told me, hey, look, it's going to be very hard to do. And I don't know why you feel you should do it or need to do it. But if this is what you want to do, here is what you would need to accomplish in order to do that. So now, you know, fast forward, I am trying to apply to get into the business college and I'm being denied and I'm embarking into my junior year. I started to feel a little bit of pressure, but decided, hey, I know the plan. Here's the plan. Here are the steps. Here's the things that I need to do. So now let me go and explore getting an internship and a study abroad. Well, there was a study abroad that was for the University of Cambridge that I really wanted to go to. Like it was the one that spoke to my heart. I knew that I needed to be in it. And so I decided to apply. Well, the prerequisite or the requirement was that it was only for business students. So I decided to have a conversation with the dean um, or, you know, the professor who was, you know, hosting this abroad, this study abroad and sharing with him, here is why it is so important for me to go. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would get out of it. And here's how I would use this information when I come back. And he ended up being inspired and motivated. 
And so he accepted me into the program, even though I hadn't fully gotten into the business school. So I go to Europe. I'm I'm doing this five-week study abroad. And here's kind of like my last hope. So the third semester was in this year. And it's almost kind of like the last, like I needed to, to make sure I knocked the study abroad out of the ballpark so that I can have the grades to take me over, you know, the incoming class average. Well, I complete uh, the study abroad and the results are in and I still did not have enough. And once again, denied into the college. So at this point, I am talking to the advisor and they're they're telling me, hey, it may make sense for you to start thinking about (laughs) another major that doesn't require acceptance into the college. How about food industry management is (laughs) was the suggestion. And so I call my dad and I, I tell him, hey, here is my situation. I don't think I'm going to be able to get in. They've denied me three times. So I think I'm just going to have to change my major. And my dad's main phrase was, you know, let the people tell you no. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, they've already said no. They've denied me three times. But encourage me to at least set up another conversation with the business school advisor to just understand what my options were to get the quote unquote formal no. Later that day, I ended up driving back home. And so I'm sitting in my mom's living room and I'm watching uh, these gospel CDs, basically. They were messages. This is when you'll be at church and they would record the message and you could buy the CD. And so my sister, she was pretty adamant about buying the CDs. And so she had a series. It was a series on faith. I'm listening. I'm watching the CD uh, message uh, on on faith, and it was a three part. It was a three part message. And so I listened to the first two in the living room of my mom's home. And you know, the pastor says, "Hey, sow your desire on the back of an envelope. If you don't have." the financial means to sow, I still want you to sow a seed. And so on the back of that envelope, I sowed that I wanted to walk across the stage uh, with a degree in finance, you know, by this particular date. And at this point, I am, you know, four or five months away from that date. So uh, this is within the same year. And, you know, I decided, okay, well, there's one more part. I'm going to drive up to school, which was in about an hour, hour and a half away. And then I'll watch their message, the third part. My advisor meeting, the business college meeting was going to be for the following day. I'm, you know, get back up to school and some friends call me out and I'm like, yes, I can go. Sure. No problem. And then the Holy Spirit nudged me and said, well, what about that message you were going to watch? So I watched the third message and I was set on fire. I mean, it was just such a good message. And the key phrase that I remember coming out of that was, if it's impossible, the man, praise God, you have now entered the realm of miracle. And I was just, I mean, just so excited and re-energized about 
God and his word and and what faith meant. And first, before listening to this, I was really concerned, like, well, how am I going to prepare for this meeting? What am I going to say? How am I going to convince them to let me in so that I can graduate (laughs) on time? After listening to this, I just couldn't think about that. I just wasn't thinking about what I was going to say, how I was going to say it. All I could think about was God and how good he was and, and is and just my faith and how it was just increased just by understanding his principles, God's principle, kingdom principles. I go to the the meeting the next day and I'm sitting in her office. And I mean, it's probably two minutes of me saying, hello, hi, this is why I'm here. She pulls up something on her side of the screen. She does a couple click clacks on the keyboard and she looks over across the table and says, you're in. And I'm like, well, (laughs) what do you mean I'm in? I haven't told you anything yet. What do you mean that I'm in? And she was like, oh yeah, well, you took a class in the summer semester and you got a 4.0 and that wasn't being calculated towards your overall GPA. And so I just made that adjustment and you're well over the the required GPA for this semester. So welcome to the, the business college. I was just so like, taken back, not in the sense of just like, what? But it was just more of like, wow, (laughs) that was fast. Like, are you sure I'm in? Can you make sure you send me an email so that I can make sure that, that, you know, this is official (laughs) and got that email. I took like the remainder classes and I walked across the stage when I had declared, you know, what I sold on the back of that envelope. And not only did I walk across the stage, I also walked across the stage have having the internship, having the study abroad for the University of Cambridge. And I had graduated with a degree in finance. I tell you all of that with excitement and I can flow through it because it was a miracle that is just... It's just a core miracle in my life. But the keys that I want you to recognize in this story is three things. One, there was a drive initially that made me feel like I had to hurry up and graduate. So this drive was, oh, I felt like I was behind. I felt like, you know, I needed to catch up. I felt like there was this gap in in where I was supposed to be because of a decision that I had previously made that may not have been the best decision. And so now I'm 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 trying to catch up. Well, that drive drove me into burnout. It drove me into this state of of in place that God had never actually intended me to be in. But because I was sitting here thinking that, oh, I have to do it. I have to get there. I have to get there. When I was trying to do it in my own will and in my own might, I was burned out. I was failing. I was denied access. But then just by the grace of God, through my persistence and diligence around the fact that, hey, okay, here is something that 
I'm, I'm desiring. Here is something that I feel I'm supposed to be doing. And so let me figure out how to do it. Let me figure out what it's going to take. So here it is. This one advisor is laughing in my face saying that is impossible. You cannot do it. I'm not going to support it. And so I could have stopped there. I could have said, you know what? I believe him. You know what? He said it was impossible. It's too hard. So I'm going to just stop right there. But I didn't. Instead, I was persistent to understand what would it take? How, how can I go about it? I leaned into this idea that, well, if I'm thinking about it, if I'm desiring it, surely there is something, someone who can share with me how <laughs> I could attempt this. And so that persistency allowed for me to find another advisor who said, hey, it's crazy. And yeah, it is close to impossible, but if you wanted to truly do this, I don't know why you want to, but if you did want to really do this, here's how you can do it. So now I have this, this game plan. And so now I'm continuously saying, okay, well, now it's time to get into, it's time to get the internship. It's time to get the study abroad. I am actively taking action to do those things. Even when I was getting no's, even when they said I wasn't qualified, even when they said, well, hey, you need this before you can get that. But then it was not stopping there, but to say, okay, I understand what this rule is. I understand what this looks like, but I have to also share with you why I'm the exception. What's going to make, why this is different for me? Why is it that you have to make this exception for me? Now, in all transparency, I didn't know that I was being diligent and, and faithful and persistent in the moment. All I knew was that I had a strong desire to accomplish a thing, to do a thing, and it felt right. And so I was just in pursuit of doing it. What I want you to take away from this is that sometimes our drive, our motivation drives us into a burnout. Sometimes it takes us in places that allows for us to fail when that was never even the intention to begin with. But here we are in this place of feeling denied, feeling this sense of failure. But even in those places, if we decide to sit there and be still and be inactive, guess what's going to consume us? The failure. But if we decide, hey, okay, I'm in a place that I didn't intend to end up. How do I move away from this place? How do I still continue to move forward to where I feel led to go? And that, my friend, is being diligent. That is being faithful. What I want you to understand is faith and work goes together. Diligence. Diligence is the, the recipe that allows for the success Proverbs 13, 4 says, the appetite of a sluggard craves, but has nothing, but the appetite of the diligent is amply satisfied. And so I just want to break that down just quickly to, to describe, you know, define some of these words, but a sluggard is a lazy, sleepy, or slow moving person, likely to overlook, oversleep, or to snooze through, or to be inactive. 
Diligence is the effort to do one's part while keeping faith and reliance in God. Constant in effort, attentive, not idle. Now, I think it's very critical for me to just call out that diligence and hardworking isn't the same. Hardworking is you exerting your effort, your might, your grinding, your hustling, you're trying to do all the things. You're not being reliant on God, you're being reliant on self. So as you're thinking about, okay, well, I am diligent. I want you to just really make sure that you check in to understand if you're being reliant on yourself and what you can do and what you're capable of, or if you're being reliant on God, which is faith. <laughs> so how does this story really help you? Where, what should you glean from this? Well, what I want you to think about, this is what I want you to reflect on. I want you to think about a door that you know you need to go through for your next level, but have been denied access. What is your response to that denial? So I'll say that again. Think of a door you know you need to go through for your next level, but have been denied access to. What is your response to the denial? See, the rejection in this story that I experienced was denied access. It was me coming up against a door that was heavily guarded by a giant that said that I didn't have enough, that I didn't have enough to get through it, to, to unlock it. I want you to think about the doors that are closed for you right now. What is your response to being denied access? What perspective do you need to let go of? So for me, it was, you're not smart enough. I had to let that go because I recognized that it was bigger than the fact that uh, about what I knew or didn't know. It was about the desire. So me being quote unquote smart enough wasn't necessarily the issue. It was more about the timing. The other thing I want you to think about is who do you need to forgive? In this particular situation, for me, it was the advisor who laughed at my desire to, you know, get an internship, to study abroad, and to graduate early. It wasn't until I acknowledged that he wasn't right or wrong, but he was just unaware of what was actually possible for me if I diligently worked towards it. What he didn't take into consideration was that my faith said that wasn't possible to man is possible uh, with God. So now holding on to this idea that the advisor said that I couldn't do this and then going and applying and then getting denied and using that as evidence to prove that he was right, I had to just completely release the fact that he said that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And to not use this experience as evidence to him being right. So I had to let go this mentality or this idea and forgive him for speaking those words over me. For many years, this situation played over and over in my mind. And it happened because I was more so focused on the perceived failure. 
what I could have done differently to have controlled the outcome to have never experienced it. But the moment that I let that go and to recognize that this situation happening was more about giving me evidence on how my faith activates my actions and that my actions are the things that allows for me access to the desires of my heart. So when I think about this story and how it shows up now, it really gets triggered whenever I'm denied to a door that I feel I should be going through. This story can serve as evidence in one of two ways. One, it could serve as evidence in the fact that, oh, here we go again. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you've driven yourself into an area that uh, has called you to fail, and now you're going to have to work extra hard to, to get through this door because you, you know, you messed up somewhere along the way or you, you know, did the most before now. And so here you are burnt out again, unable to accomplish it, unable to follow through, unable to get the access. Now you don't have enough. Now you aren't enough. Can be evidence for that. Here we go again. Or it can be evidence, which is the one that I choose, is to represent that my faith is bigger than my failure. And with diligence, it'll all work out for my good. So now I just want to quickly shift to what does look like taking this story and using it to help you move forward boldly and confidently. And as I reflect on what this story means to me and what it represents, it's a constant reminder to be diligent. When I'm inactive, I'm submitting to the no. When I'm diligent, I'm in pursuit of God's yes. You can recognize then when you're in pursuance of God's yes, you can recognize if the no is a no because it's a redirect or if it's a no because there's a giant or a wall you must knock down first in order to access it. In this truly, this situation change my influence and, and my relationship with God because it allowed for me to activate my faith and diligently work in the direction I felt led to go in and to operate within. This situation drawed me so much closer to God because I, I then and now know that I can't do the impossible without God. The trigger for me now is that when someone says it's impossible, instead of sitting here trying to prove that it is possible, I can actually praise God because now I know I'm entering into a realm of miracle. And so I can rejoice because it doesn't matter when it comes to pass, when it becomes true, but to understand that if it's impossible to man, then the only way it's going to be possible or perceived possible is through God. And so now I get to diligently work towards in partnership with God to then co-create and co-labor to realize the thing that I've desired. The win out of this episode for you to remember is this. Diligence is the key to unlocking closed doors. 
Hebrews 6, 11 says, we want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. Diligence is the key to unlocking closed doors. I pray that this story blessed you and that as you're walking away from this episode, that you are able to truly think about your denied entries and understand how are you responding to them? And even if it's already happened, is it something or is there an opportunity for you to pursue God's yes in that particular area or thing? So I pray that this bless you and I am excited to share my testimonies so that you may be able to see God in your story. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Spirit-Led Leader Podcast. Right now, I want to invite you to come alongside me by subscribing to this podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. And for those of you who have already subscribed, thank you. I've gotten vulnerable. Now it's your turn. I want to hear from you. And so here are a couple ways for you to reach out. One, join me in the Spirit-Led Leader community on LinkedIn and let me know what you got out of this episode. Two, leave a positive written review if you feel others need to hear this. And three, if you thought this episode was powerful and one you would like to share, please leave a five-star rating and share it. I'm so grateful to host this show and truly excited for what God is going to do in and through us this week. Until next time, keep in step and know that God's got you, therefore you got it.